Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another edition of the Off the Monorails podcast. My name's Jordan. I'm joined today, as usual, by Justin and Ryan. What's up, guys? Good evening, gentlemen. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm terrific. It was my Friday today, so good vibes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, sir. I made it. I can't wait for my Friday, which is actually Friday, so it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, when this episode premieres, it'll be a Friday. So I'll just keep that in the back of my mind. Good so energy. Mind. Nothing but good yeah. energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before we uh, get started, I just want to say a special shout out, special hello to all of our new listeners. I know we've got a lot of new uh, followers out there. Uh, so we appreciate you guys tagging along and on this little journey that we're on and uh, glad to have you on board. Uh, welcome to the Off the Monorails podcast. Uh, for those of you that are listening for the very first time uh just a little bit about what we are and what we do we're we're an adult-centric disney podcast so uh we aim to bring you the adult side of disney and the best and worst and uh tips and tricks and how to's to navigate walt disney world resort uh and uh keep a good focus on things that you can do with your family but uh, also, things that are there for adults to have fun, uh, because at the end of the day, we like to have fun, too. So uh, we're just three dads that uh, like to throw down, and uh, Disney happens to be one of those places we like to throw down at. Absolutely, and it's more than just the theme parks. We definitely like the festival beers. Absolutely. We like all the beers. <laughs> all the food as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> You know it. So that's what we are. That's what we do. Uh, we've also got um, a website with a blog on it as well, offthemonorails.com. Um, it's got some more, it's got some dining reviews and things like that. So just some things for to read and take note of there as well to bookmark for your next trip. So we're just trying to make things easier for you and your family uh, to go to Walt Disney World. So in keeping in line with the food thing, that's the meat and potatoes of what we're about there. <laughs> meat and potatoes. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you're using food to make an analogy. <laughs> hey, food track. But, uh, you know, planning, planning out a Walt Disney World trip uh, at face value, it, it is and can be a lot of work. And we're here to make light work of that. Um, we've gone through the trials and tribulations ourselves and have tried different methods and we have found a, a, a way that works for us and we just want to share it with everybody it's uh, it's really taking our experiences to the next level and taking a lot of the stresses and, and worries out of it you, you have time and energy to focus on nothing but fun yeah yeah and that's what it's all about right it's all about having fun enjoying time with your family uh getting down and escaping and so yeah do want to mention we got some something very exciting uh, that's back this year, guys. That when this episode premieres, it will actually be the opening night, uh, and that is a special event titled Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's back, baby! It is back. It's the back for the first time since 2019, and um, it's I'm super excited for this. I will actually be going uh, this year for the first time ever to this party. W. So uh, we'll be going actually uh, in mid-October, so closer to Halloween. So we're going to be feeling the Halloween vibes. Um, but uh, And there's some actually some very exciting things that they're releasing for the party only as far as food and drink and collectibles uh, that they're releasing in October. So uh, we're going later to get some, get some of that action. So um, 
that's going to be super exciting. I can't, I can't wait to go and try it out. Absolutely. So before we roll into today's topic, um, get some housekeeping done and we'll mention some of our affiliates. Uh, so we are working with some really good companies. Uh, we'd like to mention them. These companies can also be found in the episode description. Um, Electric City Roasting Co. First. Um, they are a small batch uh, coffee roaster out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, and they are just just roasting up some great coffees. Enjoying That's all I can right say. Now, every single yeah. episode. Yeah, it's you know we're we're always sipping on it, uh, and they are gracious enough to give you our listeners. Uh, 20% off your very first order from them. Uh, all you have to do is click the link in our episode description or go to electricityroasting.com and enter the coupon code OTMCOFFEE20. That's OTMCOFFEE20. And you'll get 20% off your very first order with them. Uh, they've got uh, whole bean. They've uh, got K-Cup pods, if you like that. Um, so they've got something for everybody there. All, all types of different roasts. Um, they do some special small batch uh, special editions as well, uh, which I've got my hand on a few of those. Um, I'd also mention Viore. Uh, they make some great active wear. I know uh, we had a longtime listener. Alex reached out uh, to us about those, about Viore and uh, recently. And so she's about to get some great stuff. Shout out to Alex. Hey, Thanks for out. being a listener. And um, let's also mention Western Rise. They make some great technical wear. Uh, in case they protect all of our equipment when we're on the go. So they take care of laptops, sleeves, things like that. Um, so check them out. And then Spy Optic, they make great eyewear. I've been wearing Spy Optic uh, products for, for years now. And so, uh, they'll, they'll get, get you hooked up with your, with some eyewear options. So go check all those, uh, all those affiliates out. Again, their links to all of them can be found in the episode description. And then, uh, also go check out our website. Again, it's offthemonorails.com. Uh, there you can, as mentioned, you can read our blog. It's got dining reviews. It's got detailed trip recaps and some other topics. Uh, we've always got new articles post, posting all the time. Lots so food pictures. Pictures make you drool. Um, and just some other tips and tricks, again, that come up on different, uh, different podcast episodes. But it just kind of gives us a chance to dive in in a written word format and give you some additional details. I'll just share a little more. And then um, we've got our shop there on offthemonorails.com. You can click shop and we've got some hats for sale there. We've got some shirts, a few different designs, and just maybe uh, might have a new new shirt or two along the way very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So uh, with that being said, fellas, uh, let's dive into the topic at hand. And um, let's go into uh, some recent trips. Uh, so Ryan and I both uh, recently visited Walt Disney World and uh, got to try out some different things. And so uh, we were there for a pretty monumental event. Um, so Ryan, as we uh, dive into this, I know um, you stayed at Pop Century Resort for this for this trip, right? I did. I did. I had a, a three night, four day stay. At Pop Century, uh, we got a little bit of everything in there. We got some resort time. We uh, we actually hit the parks a little harder than we have been lately. Yeah, Pop Century is one of the. It's a really good value. It's a value resort, uh, and, and it is very. It's probably one of the best value resorts. If you don't, if you don't include the family suites at Art of Animation, 
I'd say it's probably the best bang for your buck as far Absolutely. as what you're getting. Um, and I mean, with Skyliner access, it's perfect for going going heavy at the theme parks, especially yeah. those uh, connected on the Skyliner, like Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Which I know that's where those were two of your primary visits there. Oh, absolutely! But this trip was a melting pot. Like I said, we 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 did hit the parks a couple of days pretty hard. Um, we had an evening at Disney Springs, just chilling out. Uh, we had a yeah. dinner reservation, and like I said, we we got some time in the pool, got some time at the gift shop, um, had some quick service food. So we just kind of we kind of hit all the bases. Um, uh, it was really good. So you mentioned you mentioned the gift shop. So let's not let's not bury the lead too much. Um, while you were there, uh, and and in that gift shop, uh, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, this week that we were there at Disney World, because uh, Magic Band Plus was released. Yes, there was a rhyme behind my reason of booking that week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. So for for those that uh, don't know what Magic Band Plus is, uh, you want to you want to break it down. Let's just uh, break it down in a couple sections. Let's first start. What is Magic Band Plus? All right. So since I've actually purchased a few of them and have been able to set them up and use them, I will say Magic Band Plus is like the like the rich cousin to the Magic Band 2.0. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, what does it do? How is it different than the than the Magic Band 2.0? Yeah. So, uh, first off, the most noticeable thing is it actually is electronic. It has its own uh, standalone battery uh, that controls vibrations and haptics and sounds and different light schemes. Um, upon my first notice, I did notice that they are a little bit more. Uh, like a smartwatch profile they're a little thicker a little bigger they can make they more of a presence on your wrist but they feel good yep. they fit good um even the kids like they're I was a little able to, they wider have, too yeah yes they are wider um but like to me the latching system feels a little better but they uh even where you tear off the section to make it fit a kid's wrist it actually has more mm-hmm. notches for them to grow into it because you know like when you tear off the magic band 2.0 like you can tell, they're only going to be able to wear that for so long. Yeah, that's why I was actually so we we actually purchased some later in the week uh, for the family, and that's why I was I was actually kind of nervous to uh, to you know tear it down you know for a son. So uh, so I didn't because of that fact, right? Could because it was like you know these are a little extra money than the than the two and I didn't want to tear it down and then only get so much more use out of it right before he grows out of it. So. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know. Yeah. And I did notice too, right. It's got, um, it had, you could customize the light patterns as well. So you could go into the, my Disney experience app and actually it all, it all pairs right through the app. And then you can, uh, do like firmware updates to it. You can yeah. change your light scheme, uh, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, these are actually, they're uh, Bluetooth capable. So that's how you sync them to your phone and, yeah. um, upon setup, you know, you, you, pair them bluetooth wise um hold a little button down on the back until it it pulses like a blue light um the app takes you through a step-by-step pairing process and as soon as you get it paired it pushes a firmware update and from there you can just kind of explore the menu within the my disney experience app and you can literally change your lighting scheme on the fly it changes as soon as you hit the button on your phone it's crazy and uh Certain magic bands have like a custom multicolor haptic, 
and mm-hmm. there's special ones for each magic band. So there's different lighting schemes. So what kind of uh, what kind of designs and color options are available right now? Um, from what I've seen, I know there's an orange bird, uh, which looks really cool. Like the face of it is like the cross section of an orange. Um, I've yeah. seen all the Marvel stuff. I've seen like uh, uh, Iron Man and Black Panther. I've seen some Star Wars ones. I know there's actually a um, special edition one that you can only get. I think it's at, what is that, Batu Traders or something? Um, mm-hmm. There's a special one where it does like a special haptics for when you do the bounty hunting. Uh, yeah. In, in, in yeah. Galaxy's Edge. and um, But that, that one's specifically for the Galaxy's Edge area. You can only find it in the shops there. Um, I've seen like 50th anniversary ones, various ones of uh, like for women, they have the pink one with the castle. I've seen yeah. my, uh, my young, uh, my middle daughter got a Tinkerbell one um, and the mm-hmm. face of it looks like a keyhole and it actually lights up like Tinkerbell's inside the toy chest inside of the yeah. kid's room. It's really neat. That's, yeah, um, that's awesome. There's a stitch one. I'll, there, I mean, you name it. They, I think they hit the ground yeah. with like 25 different designs to begin with. Yeah, I think, yeah, the designs, I think there's like 20 or 25 actual designs. And then they've got about 10 other just like plain color options. And these um, are roughly about $10 more retail than the 2.0s. So they're not much more expensive than than the 2.0s, which I thought was actually going to be, you know, they were going to be more that surprised me about the price point. Yeah, the price point that I seen was the solid color Magic Band Plus is thirty four ninety nine, and then your special designs were forty four ninety nine, and that's before any yeah. discounts applied. But still, and I was going yeah, to actually not comment on that. Is there a difference in the solid color Magic Band Pluses versus the design ones? Uh, like, do they do different things? Yeah, you still get the you still get all the haptics and things like that and all the actions. They just they just don't have the actual printed design and it's just a Mickey uh outline in the center puck yeah. versus the specialized designs like so I actually got I actually got the Iron Man one and so like it's just like the center of his chest, right? Uh where the where the arc is. Um so like that's the design in the middle as Ryan mentioned like the keyhole for the Tinkerbell one. So those are where like where the specialty designs are at. Um, But the color ones are just the Mickey outline, just like the 2.0s. And then the special design ones also have like a special coloring, like a setting in the colors as an additional setting for special edition ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like the color scheme is, is specifically mapped to that design. So like mine has an Iron Man theme lighting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, tell us about you got to. So, the these one of the big things that they do is they interact with things at the parks. So, I know you got to test this out a little bit. You want to just walk us through like kind of how that went, how the battery life on these magic bands were, things like that. Oh yeah. So, a uh, big thing is they come out of the pack charged. Um, that is a huge thing, especially with people that are you know trying to get to the parks and you know you buy one in the gift shop while you're waiting on the bus or whatever and you can pair it to your phone on the way to the park ask me how i know um it survived a full day of going around the parks and hunting statues to try and get all the special haptics survived an entire day and you can actually check the battery status within the my disney experience app that's pretty neat yeah i saw some people reported that they were having issues with their battery right that, that some of them had had the battery go out only after you know a few hours because they out of the box theirs were like 
maybe 40 or 50 percent charged mm-hmm. like it oh, wouldn't wow. even uh register for updating yeah yeah so it's pretty interesting that it you know like it was a mixed bag like that you know like i would say like i after because that happened on they released them on what, tuesday i think and um by the time we got there on friday uh i was already aware of you know all these reports so uh, when I first got mine, I just immediately plugged them in and, and ran the firmware update. Uh, so I didn't really get experience or test the, the out of the box battery life on it. Um, but uh, but yeah, there some people were reporting some some issues like that. So I would think just like I think it's a good idea that when you get it and you're setting it up, just like like you just said, Ryan, just look at the battery life right there. It states yeah. where it's at and. Um, and then like things that you do, um, which you can go ahead and tell us, like may impact that battery life. Yes. Um, you can actually adjust your brightness on your lighting schemes or you can toggle it on or off. Uh, you can turn the band itself off, say, while you're commuting to the park or while you're walking to your next statue. Um, there's several things you can do that you adjust things to however you want. You can adjust the sensitivity on the vibrations. Um pretty much you can tailor it to whatever your comfort level is. Um, but this is also a good time where, you know, like, like Jordan said, if you get one out of the package that maybe isn't fully charged, uh, utilize maybe the USB ports that are on a lot of the Disney buses and the charter buses, just get a quick 10 minute mm-hmm. charge on it, you know, prior, or, uh, you know, you could allude to episode 10 of this podcast and find out where all the good charging stations are within the parks. <laughs> good segue. Yeah. But, um, fortunately we didn't deal with any battery issues uh but it's bound to happen especially when something that's mass produced like that you know it's all by chance uh so luckily ours survived but uh there's things you can do to to minimize your battery usage and um but to get into it a little bit so the whole premise behind if if you're not familiar with it for the 50th anniversary they came out with the, the the 50 statues of the most popular characters that were voted in to have statues made of them. And they have actually made them to where you can get in front of the statue. And as you actually get in proximity to the statue, (laughs) the magic band plus goes haywire. Like it vibrates like, Hey, Hey, something's nearby. That's really cool. Go look at it. (laughs) It's like, it's like a, like a Pokemon go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is. It, it, It does like a pulsing vibrate and it lights up and it, and you get over there to it and you do a waving motion like you're waving high to the statue. Yeah. And the next thing you know, the statue talks or it plays music. Um, it's, it's really cool. I mean, we did, uh, I know at Hollywood studios, we, we got to do Frozone and we did, um, R2D2 and BB eight. We did, uh, Joe from, um, soul. That one was really cool because it okay. does like a little jazzy kind of piano thing. Yeah, uh, we did Edna Mode. It plays like some Incredibles kind of superhero music. Um, we did a lot of the ones at Magic Kingdom. They'll say little one-liners or you know, they'll say something to you. Um, just, just you know, it's another thing to do in the parks now. You go around because yeah. your phone actually the app keeps track of what all statues you've done, so it's like a bucket list almost. So it makes me wonder, are they going to include Disney Springs for any of the haptics or some of the special things that that Magic Band can do? I could see them doing something for like the Christmas tree trail or something like that. Something like that. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I, that's a good. It's a good. It's a good idea, Justin. Like it's it's something that you know, like they they definitely try to make Disney Springs a destination, right? Like right now, um, you know, ending soon is the is the flavors from Florida right. uh, event that's happening in Disney Springs, but they do things a lot throughout the year to engage people at Disney Springs or to encourage people to go to Disney Springs and try new things and go visit different places at Disney Springs. So I could very much see them incorporating things for magic band plus at Disney Springs and maybe even like the resorts. water parks. Well, the, the water parks I, I thought, because that like, yeah. um, you know, I think of, you know, volcano Bay at universal Orlando, which has, which is, by all means a very popular water park and mm-hmm. very uh it's a very high high competitor to to disney's water parks It's much much newer than anything disney has um but it has their system where it's a it's a band that you wear all day and yeah it does some other things too but one of the things it does is it interacts with elements at that water park and so like if you want to spray people with one of the you know some water statues right that statues that spit water out at people while they're on the lazy river or something all you have to do is tap the band to it and it interacts and makes it happen and things throughout that water park happen with that interaction so i could see disney trying to incorporate that just to try to keep up with some of the technologies that other places are doing too so yeah i think i think that they're going to just keep expanding this but um Kind of, kind of taking a step back with the release of the Magic Band Plus. Um, if you've seen it on social media, the lines were insane at like Disney Springs at the Pin Traders Hut. They were absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like it was hour plus. Wake. Yeah, they were. Um, and they yeah. released, I believe, really early that morning. Um, we were staying at Pop yeah, Century. Like Seven a.m. I think. Yeah, we were staying at Pop Century, um, and I got up around seven and just had my coffee, and I went for a quick walk. Um, just down by the you know hourglass lake like i do every time we stay there because why not but i made my way to the lobby and i by my surprise they actually had a magic band plus display in everything pop so i was like well we 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 had already made time to go to disney springs that morning to go get them and then i seen the display there and i was like well we don't have to go to disney springs now and we were already going the next day anyways to disney springs so I, i could just get some extra ones there and that'd be a plus but um, awesome. I was able to get everybody's design they wanted at Everything Pop, and before we even hit the parks, I had them all activated. So that that was a bullet that's, I dodged. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was actually surprised at like where they were available uh, because they popped out more at more places than I thought they would. Yes. I know when we got there on Friday, they were we stayed at uh, Borderlands Riverside uh, again, and they were in the gift shop there. And they had a really good selection of them. They probably had uh, 10 of the different designs and probably eight of the color options. Yeah. So a decent selection. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. What what impressed me, what impressed me the most was they had they had cast members literally working the display at some of these play. Actually, all of them that I went to, there was cast members actively restocking them as people were coming up and getting them. So like they, they, they had an inventory built up. So I'm glad that they actually waited as long as they did. Cause I mean, magic band plus has been anticipated now for almost a year. Yeah, um, exactly. Ever since they announced it last year, they got it right this time. Like it, you know, you know how the popcorn bucket deals go. You wait several hours in line and they sell out within the first week of a festival. Um, yeah. 
but the only place I waited in line was at the Five and Dime at Hollywood Studios, and that was maybe five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and I would say, too, it's just it's nice and refreshing to know that if you're going to Disney World and you want to grab one of these, that you can just pop into most of the gift shops and right. find a good selection to choose from right there. Yep, and not lose your um, day. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Like no one wants to wait in line for an hour for a magic band. Right. right? Like and lose part of that part of their vacation doing yep. doing that. So. Uh, but all in all, man, Magic Band Plus release was a was a hit. So, yeah. I want to tie into the Magic Band Plus deal. Uh, it's probably too early for us personally to say because I haven't experienced it myself. Do you think it adds to the experience? Uh, like, is it a must to have to? you know up the ante on your experience or is it something that you could do with i think it's for my personal opinion i think that if you're already going to spend the money on a magic band and that if you're going to spend some time in the parks and you want the extra interactions with the statues and with the fireworks and who knows whatever else they you know come up with next I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the ten extra dollars that you're going to spend anyway. That's a good point. To to just go ahead and upgrade that experience. Yeah, and, and so, like I said already too, it's one more thing you can do in the parks. Yeah, especially if you're a pass holder or a returning, you know, guest. It's just one more thing yeah. that you can do now, and it's a good way to get some steps in. <laughs> Very good. Well, and also too, right? Like if you're a Disney collector, like we guys are, yeah. it like you know, like we're just going to be all over it. So. I think it has that, but I think for the average person that just is on vacation, I think, yeah, that's all. That's the question you need to ask them. Are you going to buy a magic band anyways? If so, do you want extra interactions with the statues and with the fireworks given today's experience? I say if the 10 bucks is worth it, then it's, it's totally worth it. And and you know, like how they, they already have the bounty hunting in galaxy's edge. Good Lord knows what else they're going to be able to do with these things going forward with all the different, um, rides that are coming in and the different festivals that come around there's no telling could what you see them doing with. i could see them adding interactive elements to like rise of resistance Absolutely. something that like is already an interactive experience making it more interactive you think about the kids play zone that they're building out yep. at epcot right now i mean think about that that's going to it's supposed to be an interactive area anyways so i could see them incorporating stuff like that i think it's just a for them it's just an ability to Use technology that's very easy to implement and make it a, a very available um, and make it part of the park going experience. You know, they've done that with the Disney app itself a little bit, especially like in Galaxy's Edge, right? Like it turns to the data pad where it translates all the signs for you from the other language. And, yeah, sure. You know, it, it has all these other things. So I think they're just trying to unlock other things to do at the parks rather than just look around and go on rides yeah. and mm. it's really supposed to be it's just that full immersive interaction yeah and see much like the 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 statue hunting you know they already have things like the hidden remy's and hidden pascals in the parks yeah they can add the haptics to that so it lets you know when you're kind of in the vicinity of one so you can that, stop yeah. and look yep. around exactly things like exactly. that exactly and uh there's just there's so many possibilities with adding simple things like that that can just elevate an experience. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, th- I think we're just scratching the surface on what their what their plans are for it. To be honest with you, 
And I will say one thing that was very, I mean, it's very small and it may not be important to people, but you know, one thing I noticed is having, having magic bands, having magic band 2.0 for a while now, right. And having had some of them for, for a longer period of time, you know, as they've been used over the years, you know, the, uh, the actual tap recognition has started to, to die a little bit, right? Like it, it, maybe takes a couple of taps sometimes on the door to get open, get to your room. Right. Yeah. Um, where these were like on the spot, like, boom, it's, it's tap, like barely tap it at all. And it's, it's there. Right. So it recognized, I, th- I think the recognition on these was a little bit better as well. Like I think the signal or whatever it is, is working at a higher level than the yeah, magic. They could have a stronger was. RFID chip or, or they could be doing like yeah. Apple does and slowing down old obsolete phones. So you buy the new one. Well, yeah, I think maybe <laughs> some of it, maybe just the internal batteries, right? Like yeah. that's the plus on these is that they're not, it's, they're not on just an internal battery cycle count. That's going to die one day. Yeah. And, you know, it's at least, well, it's at least going to die slower, right? right. Yeah. It's rechargeable. So, um, and like say, yeah. you know, these things are already more powerful because they they they, they require firmware updates. So there's there's a somewhat yeah. of a processing unit inside these things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all in all, I think uh, Magic Band Plus is pretty awesome, um, and I'm very much looking forward to what they come up with for for the seasons. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, if they're going to bring out anything for the Halloween. I wonder if there's going to be like uh, limited Christmas. editions. Oh, you know it, you know, and I'm that's that's what I'm waiting for. That's why the collector in me is waiting for. Oh, that. I know. And see, the collector in me now is leaning towards the nostalgia factor of the 2.0s. Does that drive the the market for them upward now because they're kind of being phased out? You know, good point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to make it harder to find those older sought after ones. Exactly. That's for sure. If you got them, <laughs> hold on to them. <laughs> yeah, um, or sell them to us. <laughs> For a fair market price, maybe less than market, preferably. But yeah, <laughs> cut us a deal. But uh, a deal. man, to to kind of dive into this trip though. Uh, yeah, our, so I want to know. I want to know about Epcot. That's what I. That's what the no. people are here to hear about. Yep, of course. Epcot first impressions, food and wine festival, twenty twenty two. What you got, man? It's a banger. Uh, <laughs> we spent more time in Epcot than anywhere else, but that's uh, that's that's pretty much a given, especially if we're staying on the Skyliner route. But uh, oh, as yeah. soon as we got to the hotel, we we left pretty early in the morning, and our room was ready by um, ten thirty on the dot. Actually, uh, wow! We got to the room, threw our stuff in there. Um, everybody just kind of freshened up real quick, filled up their water bottles with some water and some ice. And man, we. We scooted to the Skyliner. We knew it was it was time for business, so uh, mm-hmm. we dive into Epcot. And I might have made it like fifty steps into the gates of World Showcase, and uh, I had already had a drink in my hand. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you're you doing it wrong. So <laughs> we uh, we went straight to Shimmering Sips and got the the mimosa flight. That was our like yep. we were getting it. Um, yep. That was my first booth that from last year that I visited last year. God, it's so good. Um, <laughs> of course, the the shimmering sips had the uh, the tropical uh, mimosa on the flight, and then it had the key lime and the blood orange mimosa. Uh, Brianna liked the tropical mimosa the most, which basically it was like stitch juice mixed with champagne. Um, my favorite yeah. was the blood orange. It's fantastic. Okay. 
the key lime was also fantastic. It just to me wasn't as good as the blood orange, but it was still really good. There wasn't a bad one on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tropical was very tasty as well. If you if you like the stitch juice, you'll you'll be a big fan of that. Um, yeah, we uh we we took care of our mimosa flight. Uh, went and hit a couple rides. I know we we got on Figment and we got on Nemo, and then we rode mm-hmm. the Grand Fiesta tour, and then. We did the meet and greet with Elsa and Anna because I have three little girls that just adore them, and two of them actually opted to wear their princess dresses that day. They were they were on full flex, <laughs> so we got to. You go. didn't wear yours? No, I didn't wear mine. Um, all the festival <laughs> food over the summer kind of made me gain some weight, so mine don't fit good. <laughs> but hey, it's for the brand. But uh, we got the photo ops with them. Took some really great pictures. Um, then we decided to get get a little bit more food. Uh, my my main order of business was brewing, okay, because they always yeah. have yeah, returning favorites and and some new some newcomers. Uh, yeah, so walks through that. The main the main star of the show at this booth was the peanut butter and jelly wings, and boy, <laughs> they did not disappoint. Um, they were very heavy on the peanut side, but in a good yeah. way. So the peanut aspect of it made the sauce very rich um mm-hmm. and then the jelly side of it was more of like just the sticky aspect because they were like sticky wings so were they like soaked like a saucy like they put them in a tub and shook them or yes was yes they were like they were sauced but on. they were they were sauced but they were tastefully sauced and the sauce is so yeah it's so hearty that it doesn't take much of it to coat the wing Okay. So whoever they had tossing the wings did a great job because they weren't like just drenched and you know just you don't taste chicken. It was right. It was perfect, but the peanut definitely packs the punch, and then the jelly just kind of gives you that sweet back note and the stickiness of the sauce. It was really good, but yeah. they also dust them with like roasted peanut dust, so you oh. get you get a good peanut flavor. Okay. Yeah. And then we also got the uh, the the garlic parmesan wings, which were equally good. Uh, yeah, they they even grated fresh parmesan over them when they come out. Mm. Oh my! Goodness. So it kind of like it makes like a little net of melted cheese on it. Hot flavor <laughs> guests are just going crazy right now. And um, oh. I paired that with the watermelon wheat ale. I think it was from eighty one Bay, but it was uh, three daughters. Three daughters. That's right. I drank so many beers. I don't even remember which brand they were, but. Um, <laughs> I actually got two of them because I thought it was the one from last year that my wife really liked, but it turned out she didn't like it, so I got two beers. <laughs> I win. Hey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the the watermelon uh, note of that beer was very, very present, and it was good. And it just had like a good, weedy, like bready uh, back note, but it wasn't heavy. It was still a very light yeah. beer. And, I mean, I smashed two of, two of those 12 ounces like they were nothing. Yeah. And then we that, got on Spaceship that, uh, Earth and had to pee really bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, too, that booth has a, a lot of good um, beer and cider options. Yeah. Yes, they did have a cider there that I almost got, but I just had to throttle myself. Strawberry lemonade yes. cider. That's going to be my next uh, objective there. So I I knew I was going to come back, so I wasn't trying to get everything. Yeah. I want to leave something on the table for next time. I want to try those sriracha lime wings. <sighs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be bad, right? <laughs> no. No. You see nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. But uh but like I said, we we finish up our wings and beer 
and we made our way to Spaceship Earth, and I had to hold my pee the whole time because beer goes through me like water. <laughs> um, but upon discovering a new bathroom once we got off of Spaceship Earth from my urge to go to the bathroom, found a new one behind the Imagination Pavilion. So where Winnie the Pooh comes out onto the lawn, where the little fence kind of kicks out, and there's a walkway that goes to the right side of Imagination Pavilion. Mm-hmm. If you hook a right... There's actually bathroom doors right there, and there's actually one of them is a companion bathroom. So once again, add another companion bathroom to the list that we have found in the parks on the backside of Imagination Pavilion. And those bathrooms were incredibly clean. Awesome. And they got like a really cool like sky blue tile theming, so it kind of feels very airy and cloudy. Um, Things we'd love to see. Yeah. It um, It was a nice little surprise. But uh, I finish up there. We take another quick little ride on Figment. Uh, the girls got to do a photo op with Vanellope Von Schweetz inside the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah. So that's, that's always a good treat because they, they love Wreck-It Ralph. They love Vanellope. And uh, we got out of there, and we started thinking, like, hey, let's go ahead and just hit some meet and greets while we're, while we're you know, getting this going. And actually, ironically enough, if you go out the Imagination Pavilion, like you're heading towards uh, where the entrance to the Pixar Film Festival is, mm-hmm. if you go up that set of stairs to the right, and then there's a set of doors just to the right side of the Pixar Film Festival, there is a, if you are a Disney Chase Visa credit card holder, yeah. there is a exclusive card holder meet and greet inside those doors. Yep, And there's usually very few people there yeah i think there was one group it was like a father and daughter ahead of us so we waited maybe a couple minutes and we got to do a little photo op with uh minnie and pluto and they were in their 50th anniversary uh get up awesome and i will actually i'll put these on my blog for this trip because it was a it was a really neat uh experience because it was just it's just you and the photographers in there there's not a line of people so it's a little more intimate yeah and you get a little more time with them and uh, they were the kids were just having a ball with it, and uh, and I was too. I mean, hell, I was happy to get a picture <laughs> with them too. So um, after we did that, we did a few more uh, things around there. I think we hit the shop for a little bit. Uh, I snagged a couple of pins, but we had a dinner reservation that night for Steakhouse Seventy One. So we kind of went back to the hotel and got ready. Yeah, none of us had really ever been inside the Contemporary before. Uh, well, Brianna and Mom they went to Steakhouse Seventy One a couple months ago whenever I sent them down to Port Orleans. So she kind of seen her way around there a little bit. But uh, we cut our, our evening a little short at Epcot, went ahead and got ready for dinner. And um, we'll get to the, the, the breakdown of the dinner in, a, in the next episode. Yeah. So um, we just, you know, made made an event of going to the Contemporary and checking out the shops there, walking around outside, um, checking out Bay Lake and... And really just kind of took it in. We got to get a nice photo op in front of the Mary Blair mural, which is incredible. If you haven't had a chance to stand underneath that and just look up at how great it is, it is truly a masterpiece. Yeah, just any time you get to spend the evening at the Contemporary, especially with fireworks going on as soon as your dinner finishes up, uh, what more can you ask for 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 a nice evening at Disney? Chilling out. <laughs> yeah. After that, we kind of just turned in for the night because we we had a full day uh, planned for Magic Kingdom. 
we had an early morning and mm-hmm. uh and we managed to stop by sleepy hollow within 10 minutes of walking in the gates Love it. to go get uh nutella fruit waffle and uh honey sriracha uh, chicken and waffle sandwich yeah so why not oh my god we considered it an early lunch yeah we we kind of got a slow start to magic kingdom we weren't like just dying to hit rides we just wanted to take in the fact that we were finally back yeah it had only been like three weeks since we were last there but um yeah we we walked around and uh got around Frontierland, and actually the the big parade came through we got we caught the first big yeah. parade of the day we got to see maleficent's dragon for the first time since it's returned mm-hmm. we got to see the tangled float where you know all the guys are swinging from the axes um it was it was really neat just to see everything in full force and, and thousands of people stopped along Liberty Square oh, and, yeah. and Frontierland to see this parade. And uh it was just so cool. It just it felt like old Disney again. Yeah. But uh the parade got through and we, we shot in between uh Frontierland and Adventureland because we noticed that Pirates of the Caribbean went down to like a fifteen minute wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we was like, Oh, we're hitting this. And we get over there wait probably 15 maybe 20 minutes to get on the ride get in there and enjoy the ac always that, a good i think pirates has probably the best ac as far as rides go yeah in the park yeah and uh jump off there and it seemed like all the wait time had shifted towards adventure land so like pirates was up to like a 45 minute wait by the time we got off and uh everything had shifted away from liberty square and haunted mansion was down to like a 20 30 minute wait so we jump on there knock that out and then we just uh take a little stroll through liberty square and uh make a little pit stop at the tangled bathrooms and i actually uh spotted a couple of the hidden pascals around there um i think there's like what 10 or 20 around the park like that certain area yeah i was only able to find two and they're actually pretty well hidden but uh I put those up on Instagram for everybody to see. Then we we started feeling quite peckish again. We had to get our in between snack. We uh, we made our way towards the back end of Fantasyland. We made our first stop ever as a family at Gaston's Tavern. Oh man, yeah, I've been slacking. I didn't know that about you. Well, you know, it's always good to have something new. That's that's our mantra. But we we got the big cinnamon roll. I should say cinnamon cake because that thing is huge. Yeah, yeah. um, We got that. Uh, my middle child decided to get her chalky milk to have with her uh, cinnamon bun. Not a bad call. Um, I also paired that with the uh, seasonal uh, dome cake they have, uh, which right now is the Goofy Dome Cake, and it is uh, citrus flavored. And it was really good. So it was like a uh, orange, dark chocolate kind of mixture. But it was fantastic. And um, I've got pictures of those that I will add to the blog as well. But really, just sitting inside Gaston's Tavern and kind of taking in that atmosphere, you got the big deer antler chandelier and this big chair with the fireplace. And um, I just kept singing in my head, like, no one sings like Gaston. <laughs> you know, it just, I could just imagine LeFou being swung through there and hitting everything. <laughs> uh, we never really take our time through that area of the park. Usually if we're going through that section of Fantasyland, we're kind of like, trying to shoot over to something real quick while the fireworks are happening. So it was cool to right. be there during the day and see some of that stuff and really kind of take a second to look. And, you know, I got to stop and look at the the statue of Gaston and LeFou. Just, you know, taking in the vibe. Sometimes you just got to stop and look around. It ain't all about the hustle. 
But um, yeah, we uh, we were at. I forgot to mention too that we were at this point in time where you know, like Florida's been through quite a drought through like you know May and June. But we were at this point where it literally rained at some point every day while we were there for the four days. And we actually caught some rain at Epcot um, during some of our meet and greets. But after we left uh, Gaston's Tavern, man, a storm started rolling in. And at this point, we made our way up front because we were thinking that we were going to have to leave the park. So we kind of shot up the middle uh, through Fantasyland and then by the carousel and then shot straight to Main Street. And... um we all had umbrellas and ponchos on because the the storm was coming. It was minutes away, and next thing you know, it it just downpours. I mean, absolutely downpours. From there, we just kind of closed out the evening and, and made it back to the room and just chilled out. We got some some dinner at a. Uh, we actually ate dinner at Art of Animation that night. Oh, okay. Um, just had you know, uh, the chicken tenders and the pizza and the fries. Oh, so just yeah, just walked across the bridge to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. In the rain, why not? You got umbrellas and ponchos. <laughs> Heck with it. Yeah, but um, yeah, the girls have been wanting to go over there and check out their gift shop, and also I wanted to see what their Magic Band Plus game was like. Anyways, but um, <laughs> that pretty much wrapped up that. And um, the next day, we were slated for Hollywood Studios. We we had already at this point had the Magic Band Pluses, so we were going to go around and kind of do some of the different statues that we hadn't done. And um, actually got to see the Pixar Pals motorcade uh, through that bad boy up on Instagram on the reels. And man, quite a few people saw that. Yeah, I say that, that, that was, <laughs> I, I literally had to turn off my phone notifications from just all the different responses we were getting. Yeah. But that's a good problem to have because like people were engaging with questions and comments. So it felt good to have like just good interaction of people really taking the right. time to take in our content that was very flattering we did the olaf meeting greet at uh hollywood studios uh that was pretty neat uh the girls got a kick out of that and um my youngest one avery she was actually toting her elsa doll and olaf actually <laughs> picked the doll up and held her and like hugged her and everything uh that, that was a pretty cool little touch for for the That's girls great. to see um, we did the disney junior dance party again always an awesome thing to do um we did the the string of meet and greets outside the entrance to that with, you know, Vampirina and Pluto and Fancy Nancy, Doc McStuffins, all your, all your hits that the toddlers love and see all the time. Yep. And it, Hollywood Studios was actually kind of busy that day. Um, so once we did a couple of the little attractions and some of the meet and greets, we, uh, we stopped for food, got some hot dogs, you know, you gotta, gotta hit the old hot dog spot. Uh, was it Fairfax fair? Yeah, I believe that does the good yes, hot dogs. The kids got some hot dogs from there, and um, I opted to get just some um, some chicken tenders and fries. Actually, no, the wife got chicken tenders and fries. I got an order of fries with two side cups of chili. I kind of threw a little razzle dazzle at it, and um, I stopped at the little drink stand outside of that whole food area and got a um, blackberry uh, moonshine drink, and it was fantastic. Yes, uh because that's the one I tried to get last time, and then Brianna didn't like her drink, so I swapped her. <laughs> yeah. So I got to I got to finally taste this one. Yeah, once we ate, um, the kids wanted to go get some pool time, which I did too. At this point, it was like just past noon. It was like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Yeah, that so, midday um, break, it was time to hit it. Yep. And then we jump on the Skyliner because we've seen some rain clouds coming. 
So we went ahead and, and used our past experiences to go ahead and get on the Skyliner, get back before they shut it down, because <laughs> you do not want to get caught yep. looking for a bus to pop into your art of animation <laughs> while stuck at Hollywood Studios in a rainstorm. I've been there. I don't want to do it again. Right. So, thankfully, the kids wanted that midday break. So we go back. We get about 45 minutes of pool time till the weather rolls in. Yeah, from there, we were going to go to Disney Springs, but then the weather cleared up, and we were like, you know what? Let's go to Magic Kingdom for the evening. So we we get our we get some fresh clothes back on, and we uh, we grab some dinner in the the lobby, and get some tendies and some fries, and we just head over to Magic Kingdom and uh, prepare. It was, we had late access that night, so we we could be there till eleven, and we were just gonna knock it out. We I think we were leaving the resort around six thirty, so we get into Magic Kingdom. Uh, if we get on a couple, I think we go straight back to um, Pirates again, right it, and then a monsoon happens. It literally, like, thank God we brought umbrellas and ponchos again, because I thought the rain was done, but it's Florida, so you always come prepared. But um, a, a complete monsoon started, so... We rushed the stroller over to Tomorrowland because by the time we got to the castle was when the, the rain really started coming down. We rushed over to Tomorrowland um, and just shoved the stroller under one of the shelters. And then we go inside the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor because it was pretty much like a the next show you could walk in. And it was a good way to ride out the storm. We hadn't done the, the laugh floor in quite a while. And mainly because the last time we did it, they picked on me the whole time. I was the guy that they picked on the entire show. <laughs> so we, we get out of um, the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor, and it's still raining, and everybody's tucked up underneath shelters, and nobody's out and about. Uh, so we take advantage of it and say, you know what? We're just going to throw everything on. We're already here. We're already pretty much soaking wet, so we're just going to we're gonna go for it. So we make our way through Tomorrowland towards a Storybook Circus, and where it, you come off the hill by mine train and you go down towards Dumbo where it gets to that low spot, mm -hmm. it was literally shin deep in water. <laughs> and we were like, you know what? We're going to send it. Oh, man. And um, I so have seen it like that so many times. We just hit it. Screw it. Soaking wet shoes. Who cares? Yeah. And uh, so we shuffle through there. And Little Mermaid was a walk on. So, like, we literally walked all the way through the queue until the ride. Nobody was there. Huh. There was a few people standing in there just staying out of the rain. But we literally rode Little Mermaid twice. Like, we just come back around to get off, and they were like, you can stay on if you want to. Nobody's coming. <laughs> All right, then. There we go. And by this point, everyone is thinking that the fireworks show is going to be canceled, so some people start filing out of the park, and the wait times show that. So we started going around. We hit Pirates. We hit Haunted Mansion. We hit um, Small World. We literally walked all the way through to Peter Pan's flight and waited wow. exactly seven minutes to get on the ride. And it was <laughs> showed for a 70-minute wait on the queue line. But we walked all the way through until you come back outside to get on the ride. That's where the line ended at. So wow. seven-minute wait for Peter Pan's flight. Awesome. Yep. Um, we shoot back to Storybook Circus, ride Dumbo and Barnstormer at night, which was awesome. And then... Um, we close out the night with the ride on the People Mover. And during the People Mover ride, they actually turned the lights on to Tron. Yeah. 
and they were cycling the coaster through there, which was incredible. And I couldn't catch a glimpse of the coaster running because I was trying to flip my camera over to video, and the people mover was hauling ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know how it makes that hard right-hander to go through Space Mountain? Oh, my God, I almost lost my phone. I was trying to get a video of it. But I will say this. That coaster is fast. Yeah. The Tron coaster, it is, oh, my goodness. I can't wait to that. I can't wait to experience it. Oh, it's going to be it. so fun. After that, we, we shuffle our wet feet to the to the buses, head back to the resort, and then the next morning we just uh, we get up and just take a little walk around Epcot. I mean, it, it was really – I think we rode Ratatouille and a couple of other things. Okay. But we just we just kind of – Swung through Epcot and got a couple more festival things. Got the cheese soup at the Canada booth, uh, something we already hit last year. Just as good. It's fantastic. Comes with the pretzel roll. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hit the apple orchard and got the cider. And I got the caramel apple ale. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, what are um, what are you looking forward to next time at the festival? Oh man, um, I want to try the Impossible Meats. I have yet to do that. Okay, um, for this one, yeah. So they had like a, I want to say they had like some kind of slider over there that looked good to me. Mm-hmm. I have to look at the the menu item again, but there was like some sort of sandwich that they had that I really wanted to try. Okay, so there's that, and then I wanted to go to the uh, the the saucy swanky swine, mm-hmm. wherever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try the pimento cheese pork rinds. Yes, and uh, I got to get over there to the Italy or uh, the Italy booth and and try the the seasonal bomboloni mm-hmm. and the ravioli with a peroni because you got to. And the fry basket. I did not do the fry yeah, basket yet. I was about to say the fry basket. It's calling my name. Yeah. So I wanted to save some A list items for my next visit, so I'd have something worth talking about. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, look forward to that. Look forward uh, to another another episode breaking breaking some of those dishes down next time. So hopefully soon. So yeah, stay tuned. Next week's episode featuring some uh, some of our dining reviews from from this uh, week's trip. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'm very much looking forward to hearing about all that too. And um, again, uh, you'll be able to check out in detail with photos. All of these um, items uh, on the blog at offthemonorails.com. Again, so just go check that out. Um, we'll have that breaking. Da- we'll have that broken down uh, with the food uh, items and the drinks from the festivals, along with some other stuff uh, from our uh, dining uh, reservations. So before we go, uh, we would uh, just like to mention that if you would like to support the show. Uh, you can do so by buying us a coffee. Uh, there is a link in the episode description or uh, on our website, com. Just click the support button and that will allow you to buy us a coffee or two. And by doing that, uh, you allow us to bring you more content, go to the festivals and try new things for you guys to bring you uh, some recaps. So we do appreciate that. Uh, if you do feel led to do so, uh, we really do uh, appreciate anything that you can uh, support us with. Um, you can also leave us a rating and review on your favorite pod, uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, so if you uh, are listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can click the stars, uh, type up a review real quick. We really would appreciate that. It helps us tremendously. It goes a long way with uh, with helping other people uh, get to know us uh, get to know what we're all about. And uh, we love feedback too. So 
uh, be sure to do that. Uh, we really appreciate that. And yeah, take that minute out of your day. That that's a huge thing for yeah. us if you can. And uh, you can do it while you're listening right now. Just fire it up. Um, also, uh, follow us on all of our socials. So we've got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. We've got a bunch of stuff. Dif- uh, we have a bunch of different things going on on all those uh, social platforms. Uh, so check it out. Uh, we've got some stuff going on YouTube right now. We've got a series called um, On Track. Uh, that will take you through the My Disney Experience app. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of new features being released on that. Uh, so we'll walk you through those. A little quick how tos, uh, just to make your trip uh, and Walt Disney World experience easier. And um, just stay up today on the news, anything like that, on Twitter with us, and uh, just have fun with us on Instagram and TikTok because we like to have fun with us. In lieu of the YouTube stuff, I'm actually working on my first addition to the On Track series. So I'm currently working on that. So make sure you uh, follow us. Make sure you smash the notification button. That way, whenever these new episodes come, you will get a push notification for it. So stay tuned. I'm going to try my hand at it. Hopefully I can do it as good as Justin does because his look really good. So I'm, I'm going to take my time, make sure I, I, I sprinkle a little bit of quality in there. I can teach you young Padawan. <laughs> I take pebble from hand. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great. I'm looking forward to it for sure. (laughs) So uh, with that being said, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week's episode, breaking down food. It's all about food. That's what we're going to be. So food tracked episode. Yes. Love it. Food. So, um, so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us this time around. Justin, Ryan, appreciate you guys as always. Likewise, my sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, and thank you. Thank you to the new listeners and followers on all of our socials. Thank you, guys. I hope you're listening to this. This is our personal shout out. All right, you. guys. With that being said, we're out of here. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. This is Off the Monorails. <laughs>